Here's what I wanted before we get to this or that, before we get to those things that you want to talk about, Ben, before we get to our subject, I want to say this. I was hopeful um, because, well, here's the whole thing. You guys know I'm like working now. I'm working seven days a week, basically, um, through the first week of February. Um, what, oh, is, it, is it because it's the new year? And so there's like a bunch of stuff is changing. Like it's, oh, yes, taxes. New year and people are fixing everything from the previous year and we're just overloaded. So they did this sweet deal where it's you get your overtime pay plus a bonus of $350 for working nine hours overtime over the over like a week period. Plus after work mandatory overtime on Saturdays anyway. So um so I was totally hopeful until seven o'clock hit tonight. Because I got a text from one of you asking if we were doing it at 7 o'clock. Okay. I'm not going to name this person, but it wasn't Ben or Barrett. Um, and here's the thing. I used to, Okay, so Matt and I, we used to be in a band. And we're really kind of still in the band because I don't think we ever announced that we decided to, to break it up. So I think we're just like on a big, big break right now. Um, seeing other people. Yeah, we're seeing. Yeah, exactly. So, way you're back, a, you, you're one, on a big. You're on a big break, just like how Daddy and Mommy are on a big break, and Daddy's gonna yes. come home any day now. That pack of cigarettes, he just had to go very far to get it, honey. And he loves you very much. I love him too, Mom. Oh. So anyway, so <laughs> at one point when I was when we had we were actually in a solid band. Um, we were going to practice at my apartment and Matt's like, okay, so what time do you get off work and get home? I'm like, you know, I get off at five. It takes me a half an hour to get home. He's like, okay. All right. Well, we'll just be there waiting for you. Okay. This is how it would go down. If that would have actually happened, I would have gotten home at five 30. I would have walked right past Matt. I would have unlocked my door. I would have opened it, walked in, Closed it, locked it behind me, went and changed, went to the bathroom, got some food, enjoyed my dinner, maybe relaxed on the couch a bit, watched some TV, maybe even took a nap. And eventually, when I'm darn ready, I was going to go open the door for him. Oh, I think like, you were so, just so tired. Like, he was there. You forgot that he was coming and didn't even see him. You just no. Oh. The other guy, one of the other guys in the band is like, well, don't you think he needs some time to actually get home and, and relax and everything before we start a big band practice? So what I see is at 7 o'clock. So are we doing this at 7? Dude, I just sent you the text yesterday that I was going to have to be working. Have I ever told you I have a bad memory? No, never. Yeah, I do. Okay, but at least it wasn't as bad as the drummer, because I remember the drummer one time, he's like, you know, because we, Maria and I, we wanted to go to a movie, and we wanted to hit the matinee price, so, you know, we need to make sure these practices are consistent, so can't, you can just go in the evening, I'm like, great, now I gotta pay full price, I kid you not, the next practice is all, yeah, um, uh, practice next week, I'm gonna miss it, because we got uh, tickets to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> I'm like, you freaking hypocrite. 
So there you go. So that's how that's I, I got my feelings out. All right. So, so yeah, I, I was on at, at uh, I guess seven o'clock your time, and nobody was here. So you know, that's a first for you. You're on time. Actually, I was actually here. I was. <laughs> I think everyone was here except me. So, but thank you all for being very punctual then, oh, and God. rolling with my situation, which kind of sucks because we are just like everything's just so far behind. For work, so it's like, man. and I hear the clickety of the hacker getting into the government. Clickety clickety. I mean, hackers in the government. I, I hear your keyboard tapping, clicking. You know, oh, that's me. Really fast. You're doing really fast. I'm thinking like like the the cheesy uh, hacker in the in the uh, oh. ice movie. <laughs> I, I mean, the '90s movies. Oh my Send god. Send out the Pac-Man virus. <laughs> Dude, that's classic right there. So, Ben, you mentioned you had something you wanted to mention or a couple things you want to mention? Yeah. Uh, the first one, um, as uh, longtime listeners of the, of the program know, all um, negative one of you, uh, we, we are Saved by the Bell fans. And uh, Dustin Diamond, who played Screech, uh, has announced that he has stage four cancer. Now, what is stage four cancer? Cancer comes in obviously four stages, one being the lowest and four being the highest. So uh, the chances of him, yeah, he's, he's going to die. That's, that's the bottom line. What, so, ca ca cancer where? Uh, I read it. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, yeah. So uh, that, and uh, they are doing a new Mortal Kombat movie where it looks like they're just... Yeah doing it all from scratch again. So um, that might be, well, hopefully is bad enough to be good. Well, I mean, the, the thing about the Mortal Kombat movies, the Mortal Kombat movies are better than the games, but that's still not saying much. Better than, they are not better than the games. Dude, I can, you know what, Mortal Kombat, I could show you everything you ever need to see on Mortal Kombat in three minutes. The very first one. All I have to do is bring up a YouTube video, say, look, here's all the fatalities. Look, here's all the endings. And here's how one round goes. There is only one good video game movie I think I've seen. And, and I'm sure there's other ones, but like just at the top of my head, it's got to be Sonic the Hedgehog. has been like the only good video game movie I remember seeing. Really? Oh man, I I was avoiding it because I just assumed oh. it was gonna be terrible. But. No, it's it's actually good, and like, and even Jim Carrey doesn't ruin it because like, it's yeah, he, he's too much as usual, but he's not in enough of it to sour it. The problem though is you do have that Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey part that lasts a couple minutes, where he has to do his stupid little dance and stuff around his his little laboratory or whatever. And other than that, if you take that out, the movie's actually really good. Basically, like if, and if people don't know what I mean by being Jim Carrey, if you just watch him in basically any movie, Ace Ventura, watch him as the Riddler in the Batman, well, with the Batman and Robin, or is it Batman Forever? Batman Forever. Batman Forever, yeah. 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 You know, watch him in any, you know, those, you know, when he's in a comedy movie, he just acts like a dipshit. And. <laughs> You know what the bat those Batman movies? Um, 
it's it's one of those well they can't get worse, can they? Like the first Batman, <laughs> and then they Jack, managed to. Yeah, Jack Nicholson's with the Joker was great, and then you get you get the Penguin is just a horrible movie, and then you're like, well it can't get worse, and then you get Batman Forever. Well, now here's the thing: is like, they I saw the, I saw the second one. Okay, so yeah, it wasn't as good as the first one, but you had Michelle Pfeiffer in it, who like all of a sudden just became like a sex icon, and um. So, like, me and my cousin, we go to see, uh, not Batman Forever, but Batman and Robin. And <laughs> leaving the movie theater, it's, one, it's, it's like one of these memories that just sticks in my head. It was leaving the movie theater, just like the disappointment that both of us felt. I actually think I apologized to him for taking him to the movie. Well, what point did you leave the movie theater? Because oh, we watched the whole thing because oh. he's, he, he's a cheap bastard like I am. I paid for oh. this ticket. I'm sitting through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it just sucked. And, like, we just sat there and, like, I think in the ride home we just, like, kind of made fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger's parts in it. Like, that was the only good part we could think of it was just Arnold is so bad it's good. Mm. Oh, yeah, the Batman his... and Robin one? Yeah, did yeah. you see his video? Arnold Schwarzenegger released a video in support of Joe Biden, and it is like the, uh, it is the most overly produced, super patriotic thing I've ever seen, and it's just the same, the same, uh, the same shot over and over again, and with him just like reciting something in a super strong accent, and it's, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm watching it and I'm like, why am I wasting my time even watching this? Like, any number one, like, does anybody really care what Arnold Schwarzenegger has to say about anything anymore? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, he clearly thought maybe someone would. So. Dude, that guy, no, dude, that guy took out so many, so many robots that were going to destroy us. That's true. He's he is a national robots. hero. I mean, <laughs> look at all the things that he's done. You know. He, <laughs> Hercules? Who else is Hercules? Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. He saved us from whatever the thing in Hercules was. I never watched that movie. He also had a secret love child from his family for decades. Wait, no, no, that's not a good thing. That counts for something. (laughs) And then they show the kid, and the kid literally looks just like him. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not mine. I don't know why he looks just like me. (laughs) This getting taken off the air. Topic, uh... (laughs) So I have one I was really looking forward to rant about because uh, I will say first that I really hate this game. Okay, wait, hold on. We're not even on the topic yet. Hate the game? Hold on. Stop, stop, stop. We're not on the topic yet. Well, I'm trying to take us to the topic. Oh. Okay. Well, all right. So at that point, I guess, because I had something for the this or that. We can do that after. All right. Okay. Well, then our... Topic basically are games that go from one to eleven, uh, and just a, a quick example that I'm gonna throw out, and then Barrett, you can go. Sure. Good example. There's just to give you an idea, and hopefully I'm not stealing your your answer. Would be think of Doom. You're in a hallway. There's maybe a couple monsters here and there. You you've got tons of ammo. Everything's golden. You're just shooting, capping things down in one shot, and then you grab the key. And like every single wall around you comes down, and all you gotta fight are like the spider things and freaking skeletons shooting rockets at you. And then you like turn to run away, and all of a sudden now people start spawning behind you, and now you're like trapped. That would be one to eleven. 
That is the first game I ever played online. Like me and my buddy from high school calling each other on our modems to play mm-hmm. Doom. And yeah. like you, you play for like 10 minutes and then you lose connection. And then you spend the next 40 minutes trying to get the connection back. And then you're like, you know what? Screw this. You can just play the game one player. That's not like a Ben problem. So well, this is when like this is like 1997, 1998. Like I literally just got a modem. Mm-hmm. I just got internet, you know. All right, so Barrett, Barrett's been waiting, man. All right, all right. So this one's a bit of a doozy. All right. Mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I hate this game. I think it's a terrible game. And I hate the fact that it's somehow heralded as one of like the greatest. It's like in the pantheon of like top five games of all time. And in fact, just as I was researching this, I was looking through all sorts of articles and I found hundreds of articles. I didn't read all of them. I wasn't going to spend that much time. But, you know, just in the Google search, right? Hundreds of articles proclaiming it game of the year when it came out. And then even now in 2021, one of the all time great games and Dude, everything is game of the year. Well, every yeah. single game that comes out is like game of the year, and it gets a game of the year inversion of it. I remember that, that that does happen a lot. Like I've seen games like because they're going to say, "Oh, this was the tragedy game of the year," like, and they just put game of the year <laughs> on it. Yeah. You know, they leave out the yeah. category. Worst yeah, well, I mean, this one actually Worst won game of the year. not just the game company, you know, for marketing reasons, releasing a game of the year edition. Like it, it won game of the year from. All sorts of places, but in, yeah. in case you know, just to, to reiterate for those listeners who haven't played it or haven't played in a long time, my my, I have a lot of gripes with it. But with regard to this particular topic, it's got the the intro thing where you're in the dungeon, right? And you know, it's not too hard. You know, there's only like a few skeletons or something that you have to fight, maybe some rats. And so you get out of the dungeon, and then all of a sudden, it releases you into the whole wide world. And it doesn't tell you where to go. You have no idea what to do, what's going on. And it, there's no obvious, unlike a lot of like RPGs, where there's kind of like it, little icons that float above the heads of enemies to let you know, like, you know, whether what level they are. Some, you have no idea. So you're just like walking along and through some meadow or whatever. And then you get attacked by like some rat. And it looks vaguely like the thing that you fought in the little tutorial thing. Only this one is just out of nowhere, level 50. And you're still level one. <laughs> and you don't know that because, you know, all you have is what it looks like. And it looks, it's like the same character model, right? But <laughs> yeah. it's just that. And, and, the, the, and the way they designed it was like they didn't design it so that where you exit out of the tutorial into the open world, like, oh, it's all forgiving there. Like, it's all like level one enemies or something. No, 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 no. It's completely mixed here all over the map. So you can be anywhere in the map and you might run into a low level enemy. You might run into a level you know, three times your level enemy. And then there's also the gateways to hell that is like a big part of the story and whatnot, right? But you would think that they would like structure it so that like you wouldn't get to the gates to hell until you're ready. No, no, no. Level one, you you don't know where you're going or what you're doing. You could just walk through the oblivion gate and end up in hell and just get your ass handed to you. I think you're supposed to do that too. That's called the Final Fantasy II special. (laughs) <laughs> well, Final Fantasy 2 was such a crappy game and it did that. Like if you go left, you you you'll you'll fight the monsters that are really weak, but if you go right, all of a sudden you get like the last monsters of the game when you first first start. Oh man, you're taking <laughs> exactly. for that. I, I have not played that game well probably since it came out. 
All right, I'm talking about the one on Nintendo, not Final Fantasy IV. The because we yeah got, yeah yeah the actual NES one. The the one where they're like, you know how to you know how you get more hit points? Attack your own characters. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that Final Fantasy dude, don't even get me started on that. Actually, I shouldn't have got started on that. Yeah. But, so so get <laughs> to Oblivion. So another thing that pissed me off about Oblivion is. It, it had a bunch of extra elements in the character creation that were not explained at all. They're just like weird things that they're kind of D&D-ish, but like they're not the same. So like you had all these alignment things, but they're not like D&D alignment. And you had like you had to like worship some gods. You had to pick like what god you character worships and like constellations and other weird shit like that. But the game doesn't explain any of that. It just says, oh, you have to pick these things. But it turns out it's like super critical. Because, like, if you make, like, I don't know, a cleric or something, right? Like, you need all the shit that you choose to align with your cleric build. And if you choose the wrong thing, you could be, like, level 50 but still be a shitty cleric. Because, like, your things don't synergize. And unlike some of the other things where you can change them later, the game will never allow you to change those parts of your character. So if you don't do it right, which, of course, you won't because it doesn't explain any of that shit. You basically have to start a whole game over again to rebuild your character after reading a long ass video or watching a long ass video on YouTube to understand this all the stupid nitty gritty of the stuff. And then you can't skip the goddamn tutorial again. So you have to go through the whole stupid dungeon thing after you make your new character. Yeah, I actually that was my least favorite of the series. I, I, I loved playing it for a little while, but then all of a sudden the Hellgates were everywhere. And and then it just wasn't any any fun after that yeah same same here it, it just it kicked my ass way too many times and i was like i'm not gonna go back and remake a new character and go through all of that crap like 20 30 hours of slogging through it just so that i could have a character who has all the proper alignments and all that stuff and <laughs> oh, properly okay. specked out and blah blah and to deal with all this stuff and no nah, i i'd never finished that game i'm glad that uh uh when i played it I got out of the cell into the dungeon and like, all right, I'm good. I'm gonna go play Morrowind now. <laughs> I never, that's as far as I got. I think I, I think I got out of the cell, ran up the hallway of the dungeon. Some guy talked to me and I'm like, okay, I'm cool with playing this game. Going back to the old one. Yeah, yeah. It's. A, I, I think I talked about the, this this one where all I said it was like I I was working at Game Sack uh, Game Game Sack. At GameStop, <laughs> I wish I was working at GameStop. It'd be a nice place to work. Uh, and I borrowed it for the night. I took it home, and as soon as I saw that they were asking me like all these questions about how to set up my guy, and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brought it back the next day, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't mine. This is, I don't want this. Too much. It's really oh, just yeah. too much. It's like it, it is. It is. It's really too much. It's, and it's the kind of thing that like it should come up organically later, like in, as a story piece. Yeah. You know, like partway through the game, you get some quest and you do something, and like maybe you meet one of the gods or something. Like the clouds part, and you have this thing, and the gods like blah blah. I will bestow this power, and you know some shit like that, right? And, yeah, yeah. But like throw it all at the front with no explanation whatsoever. And to have it tied critically into like everything you do, it's just like it's crazy. It, it, it's uh, like I forget what game it was. I think it might have been one of the Final Fantasy games where like you're you you play for a good ten minutes before you even get to put your your name in. Because yeah. you're like yeah, you wait like until somebody Final asks Fantasy. you what your name is. You know, it's like stuff like you only establish stuff when it was important to establish it. Like your names 
not important until a character calls you it. So why should we establish what your name is right off the bat? I'm actually glad you're going that way, Ben, because you know what? It's my turn. I'm going to jump in. All right. Um, because I'm actually going to talk about the Final Fantasy series. Um, the the greatest Fantasy- gaming series in the history of man. If you don't agree <laughs> with that, the, we're going to get so much hate in the comments. No. <laughs> I mean, you can take examples of this. Like, of course, you know the weapons in Final Fantasy VII. That's a good example of 1 to 11. However, there are two of them that are so freaking absurd. Um, now, they're always boss fights. The first one is Final Fantasy IV, which is my favorite. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this meme style. You can not beat Ashura without the wall spell. It's, phys- it's completely impossible to beat this one boss unless you have this one spell and you know that you have to cast a spell on that boss. Because all it does is it sits there, hits one of your guys, and then heals itself. Then hits one of your guys and heals itself. And you're sitting there doing, you're like, okay, I hit him for 3,000 points. And then it heals for 9,000 points. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have, so you have to know, okay, I got to cast a wall on it. So then when it heals itself, it now bounces off itself and hits one of your guys. Other than that, you'll never beat that boss. The other boss that's so freaking ridiculous is in Final Fantasy V, and I like this game, but this boss made me stop playing this game. And it's probably 60% of the way through you encounter this boss. You have to fight a tower, and that's the boss. The boss is the tower. You have a party of four people. So it has a counterattack move that it will do every time you attack it. Its counterattack move is it will kill one of your party members. You it, you can't even stop it. It just kills them. So you've got four people. Person A attacks. It's never the same one that attacks. So A attacks, it kills B. C attacks, it kills D. So you're instantly down to two people. Now it's its turn to attack. And its attack is it kills one of your party members. So you could go from four people to one people in one round. It's so ridiculous. The only way I found to beat this is you get like a GP toss ability and you throw gold at it until it dies. And I got like nothing after that. No, nobody's saying a word. <laughs> you throw gold at it? True. Yeah, there's actually the GP toss seems to be the only effective way to attack anything. Which you thankfully you get like a ton of gold in this game. Sorry, I'm like playing a game and I just screwed up. (laughs) There was another guy. Wasn't there somebody in Dragon Warrior where you had to throw gold at him too? I've heard of that before. You gotta throw gold. That's a Final Fantasy uh, special. Oh, you know what that is? It's in Assassin's Creed. If you want to cause a ruckus, you throw money at the people. And then they go and they scour for the money because they're just like people are today. And then you kill them. <laughs> What's that? And then you go kill them. No, this is like if you're trying to get away from, like, if some attackers are coming, you throw some money in the way. And then all the people, they gather behind you because they're all going after the money and they get in the way of the people trying to chase you. 
Yeah, it's 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 also a movie trope. So. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. I think it's probably the Batman movie also where they blew one <laughs> the top of the uh, the bank or something. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, yeah, was like he, he was throwing money out at. Oh no, actually no, it's the Joker. Remember when Joker was throwing money at everybody? He's like, "Who are you gonna trust? Who do you trust? Do you trust? I'm giving you free money." <laughs> I'm like, "What a politician! I'm giving you free money. Don't you trust me? I'm giving you free money." Uh so do uh, you want me to go? Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. I, I mentioned this last week. I might as well go with it. Literally, like Splinter Cell, man. Like I played yeah. Splinter Cell, any of them. I played through that that training mission, and I feel like I'm a spy. I get to that first mission, and I'm like, what the? Which way do I go? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, like you know. Like, I, I said this before. I don't need a game to completely hold my hand, like completely through the whole thing. But I like a little bit of hand holding. <laughs> Um, you know, it's like playing the new Hitman games too. Like that one, even the freaking training missions were really hard. Now, if you play like Hitman Two, which is uh, probably my favorite out of the classic Hitman games, that one there, the training mission, once again, it's very easy. That's uh, literally you are going around, you, you go around some ruins to learn the controls, and then you're thrown into the first mission, and it's like, okay, you have to shoot the Don, who's uh, in his super. Super uh, certified, you know, uh, it's, it's a very controlled area. There's guards everywhere. They all have guns. They don't care who you are. They're going to shoot you if they don't recognize you type of people. And yeah. you gotta, you got <laughs> to get in there and get to the town of the family and kill them. <laughs> so basically, I think I think I played that. That's the one where uh, as you're walking in, Duke Togo walks out and he just looks at you shaking his head. He's like... Screw this job. It's not even worth it. It's impossible. I'm, I'm getting. I'm betting one person out of you four are going to get, or what, three are going to get that one. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sure, yeah, that's in that game, Mike. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so, Barrett, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I, f- I feel like I should, but I'm drawing a blank. Duke Togo, Golgo 13? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you don't know Duke, you don't know Golgo thirteen Ben, so stop faking it. Oh <laughs> Yeah, him, that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Google. Google thirteen. Yeah, yeah, Google thirteen. <laughs> I just Googled thirteen. It didn't come up with anything. Told me it was a number. Matt. Yes. Matthew. Okay, well, there's there's a bunch of these for me because I suck at games, you know. <laughs> but, uh, um, like, here's one of the most entertaining one of all, you know, that, um, like, you see these kind of kiddie games that I all of a sudden suck at. Like, like I, I, I did pretty well, and then instantly I just can't get past it. And, and there was Jack and Daxter. There was uh, The Wind Waker. Um, let's see. Uh, it's probably a few others like that I can think of. Um See, Wind Waker for me was an interesting title because I literally played it after doing the Master Quest for Ocarina of Time. And the Master Quest for Ocarina of Time is so insanely hard that when I played the Wind Waker, I flew through it as if it was the easiest game on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) 
And now if I played it again, though, I'd have a lot of trouble with it because, you know, I'm not in practice. But if I, you know, I've tried playing the Master Quest again. And, like, yeah, it is just as hard as I remember it being even harder, you know. And it, it's also I probably was a little bit more quicker with with the problem solving at, like, you know, 20-something years old versus 40-something. So. Yeah, so uh, one of the game, all these games I really wanted to, to, to play. I loved playing them, and then all of a sudden I just can't get past a certain area. Like mm -hmm. uh, playing uh, Wipeout XL, I love that game, but uh, all of a sudden, boom, I suck and I can't get any farther with it. I just replayed the first levels or two, you know, over and over again. And um, let's see, and then you were talking about games where the train mission is, is too tough. Uh, there was the game Driver. Oh, God, uh, Driver. Where, yeah, yeah, during during the uh, training, it goes from uh, one to eleven. You know, at the end, uh, you know, Mike even had trouble getting past it. And he's like, I'm like, he's like the god of games to me. And I'm like, what? There, there, there's like, I mean, I don't know if you guys play sports games or not, but like, you don't have to go through the training in the sports games. But if you decide to go through the training, you can really learn like the real in and outs of playing, like Madden, for instance. And they can be pretty hard. I mean, if you, I, mean, I guess we're going to walk, we're forking off into a side topic if you want of like games where the training missions are hard, or like the, you know, or really in depth training, where yeah, where Madden and, and I think uh, NHL, I think as well, and probably the other sports games. Those are the only only EA ones that I play. Uh, dude, but here's the thing about Driver. It's like it literally is one to eleven on training. It's like okay, drive forward, good. Now drive backwards. Good. Now do a three-point turn while holding your emergency brake and flipping your car seven times and land back on your wheels in the parking lot perfectly between the two lines. It literally is like that, dude. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a little bit more intense than like, okay, uh, <laughs> now pass it to this player when he's had this yard line. <laughs> Yeah, there's God of War 2. I got through all the way through God of War 1, and then I got, like, I don't know, a quarter of the way through God of War 2. I'm loving it, and all of a sudden, boom, I just cannot get past this spot over and over again. I just, whatever. Really oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> I never I, got to the God of War games. Don't, don't. Well, do, do the new one, the PlayStation 4 one. It's pretty great. It's not nearly as great as people made. Like people made it out to be like the once again <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> I, I, I've already, uh, I already made a, a declaration that the PlayStation Five. I refuse to buy it until they do a redesign because I don't want a PlayStation Two that graduated college. It looks, like a, it looks like a doctor. I've been calling it Doctor PlayStation. Like I don't want Doctor PlayStation. <laughs> There's a new one that is coming out where instead of a white shield, it has a black shield around it. And I, I only seen like a, a picture of the, like a close-up picture, like a real close-up picture of the shield. I haven't seen like what the whole thing looks like yet. And I'm like, that would be, that might be interesting. To, um, yeah. I saw some people were customizing it and selling it or something. And then they got like, like, like in big trouble. You, cool. you can't get in trouble for that. The only thing you're not allowed to touch is the software inside the machine. You technically should be allowed to touch anything else and change anything else on it that you want. You just can't change the software. Yeah, well, okay. And, and maybe some new news has come out since last I heard. But what I heard about was it wasn't like end users are getting in trouble. What it was is it was uh, 
third-party companies who are yeah. making mm-hmm. alternative things. Because you could take the wing side things off, right? The white panels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and, have to get to the hard drive. Yeah, and and other companies were making ones, you know, with decals or this or that, you know. Yeah, like when the Xbox spaces. 360 came out, there was a ton of those. I I remember, like, I think six months ago, I found some more that was like in storage somewhere that I had to throw out, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and technically they can hold that through. I mean, maybe patent, but that's a little iffy. But well, there's a design patent, so they could do design patent, but also they might be able to claim copyright for the unique the aesthetic of it you know the car that's and true all that. like not, and, not a lot of not, not a lot of people know this but like okay go look on the internet and look for pictures of the eiffel tower count how many of those pictures were taken at night probably if not many if any of them because the eiffel tower is a copyright but they can't copyright it if it's in natural light hmm. but if it's in nighttime they can copyright it it's very, very freaking weird, this rule. But buildings, there's a lot of buildings that have this rule. Yeah. You can take a picture of them during the day, and at night, I mean, they're not going to, like, you know, the, the photo police aren't going to show up at your house. But <laughs> if you take a picture of the Eiffel Tower at night, technically you were committing a crime. Yeah. And and you I know, think that, to be honest, like, I suspect it's probably that Sony's just doing that. They're, they're enforcing that, really, because they're... Tr- planning to roll out their own accessories, you know, and they don't want to like get stuff. Dude, this is the market filling filling a need. If they wanted to hold off, like I'm like, uh, if no, if you're not doing it yourself, you should be perfectly fine with other people doing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Going so to, if you're going to release litigate. your own thing, yeah. then get on it, do it already. Yeah. And then that yeah. would stop other people. You say, okay, you can't, or have it where, you know what? You want to keep selling it? Hey, cool. Give us like 5% of the sales and we'll put a uh, officially licensed by Sony sticker on it and you're good to go. And and that's kind of what makes me think that it they're not pursuing it in the patent route, like they're going through the copyright route because if it was a patent route, that's usually what judges do. Is they say, "All right, sure, sure. We'll find them guilty, you know, it's, it's a violation of your patent, but we're going to force a licensing deal." And since that didn't happen, at least last I read, that's why I'm guessing they're not really pursuing it from that angle. Also, the fact that like Sony is a gigantic company, they have lawyers on retainer, where they might be these companies selling these shields. They might be just like some guy who just happens to have a 3D printer in his garage. I mean, they, they could be, but I mean, it was also like major manufacturers who are getting slapped oh, by like, this too. Okay, yeah, because like once you start getting into like uh, like Daytel, are they still around? What are the companies now? <laughs> uh there was oh, I don't even some know. sort of like mad cats and like you know those other like it's gone unless oh I think well i don't know whatever it was some company that makes controllers okay yeah the only one that you can think of nowadays is like uh with a power a that's one of the companies uh i always say logitech because they always have their hand in something um sure. might not be their name but they they have their hand in it uh yeah there's a lot of co- yeah I, I can't remember them all off the top of my head when you do the show this late i get tired <laughs> remember when we did it on saturday afternoon i couldn't shut up <laughs> yeah, dude you still can't uh, who who's who was the one that brought up the last game was it matt yeah it was matt good i blame matt for this one okay i blame matt for the whole derailment i don't oh, know what the game he brought up was at this point oh it's driver Oh, yeah, and we, we started talking about like games that have like really hard training levels. 
All right, so Barrett, got anything else? Well, I mean, I guess I could, but my main thing is I just wanted to rail against Oblivion. Man, Bethesda, oh, they pissed me off so much with that. It had so much, it had so much potential. It did. It, it could have been great. It's just they, they pumped out a turd, and then they never did anything about it. Like, at least some companies, you know, like games come out, they have glitches or whatever. You know, they'll work on the patches. Bethesda has never touched Oblivion. It's still exactly as it was when it was released. They never patched anything. They never fixed any of the gameplay issues. And did, okay, I'll, so you, I'll bet some modders fixed it. Well, ways. modders tried, and you know, and it, it, it helps, but it's like it's still not ter- terribly stable. And like I tried rerunning it with like a whole shit ton of mods to fix everything, and then it just crashes constantly. Mm-hmm. All right, so. I'm I'm just thinking of another topic here. Um, I've got still some. Uh, well, I was just thinking, like, okay, remember when we were all like, okay. we, we were all kids. We all grew up probably with Nintendo, I'm assuming, and we all had to go to the video store to rent our games. Yeah. What is a game you rented at the video game store at the video store and brought home and was the most disappointed with? Like you put it in your you put it in the Nintendo after you blew in it and you know got it going <laughs> or whatever you did all the tricks you know and you finally get it going and you're playing it and like you you got this for the weekend this is your game for the weekend <laughs> you're not mom's not going to the video store again <laughs> you play it and you're like oh this sucks I only rented in the PlayStation uh, era. And, okay, uh, well, it could be PlayStation. I, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Like for me, it was yeah, always yeah. back when I, well, like, the PlayStation era. By then, I was able to drive myself to the video store. But yeah. it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I rented a lot of games uh, because you know I had a burner before everybody else did. You know, and um, yeah, uh, like I already mentioned this before in one of our talks. You know, Twisted Metal Three. Mm. Yeah. Now, Matt, when you were playing these burnt games, um, what? How did you get the games to play? Did you do the old swap trick, where like you, nope. you let the one game run and then you take it off the thing and put another game on? No, I had a chipped um, uh, PlayStation, and the first one I got, um, I screwed up, and I'm kind of ashamed of this because it's really dumb, bad stuff. I took it back to the place where I got it used after I screwed it up to launch it. Oof. The, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not like that anymore. I'm, I don't do that kind of stuff. Well, this, that's funny that that Matt would mention like PlayStation because uh, I have the same situation with a PlayStation game, um, but I didn't rent it. I actually bought it. Um, and what's funny was I bought it and I was disappointed and then I gave it to Matt for him to burn a copy so that he didn't have to go to a blockbuster to rent it. And that game was called Twisted Metal 3. Oh. <laughs> did, did that remind any of us that he has a bad memory? Did I? <laughs> yeah, dude, I actually bought Twisted Metal 3. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Twisted I just remember Metal- it, was, it was the, the – that's how I usually got my games, but uh, if they're really good, yeah, actually. Yeah, that one you got from me. Yeah. I think it was after I said it sucked. Yeah, the one one that I tried to get Mike to like, but uh, well, there's a couple. There's a lot I tried to get Mike to like that he just like. Oh, this is just this is, tor- this is terrible. Like, um, what was it? This Armourines, where we tried to play uh, 
co-op. Which one was this? Armorines. They're trying to play co-op. And I know you just thought it was just like garbage. I don't remember that one. I just, because I probably was still scarred from Bust a Groove. (laughs) I, I remember there was some game I played on the original Xbox. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. And it was a two-player co-op game where the first mission, the second player is in a prison cell, and the first player is trying to get to the second player to get him out. And you're like it's, it's it's a war game. You're, you're like you're both on the U.S. side and everything. And uh, you're, you're you're so the second player is a POW, and the first player is trying to get the POW out of the camp, well, out of the uh, the prison thing. He's not in camp. He's just like he, he must have just gotten captured, and like he's right behind enemy lines. The whole mission you're playing it. And it's like the second player, you are trying to get the first player to move as quick as possible. You're like pointing stuff out for him. It's like, yeah, get over there. Come on. Come on. Dude, come on. Get me out of here. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember the name of it. But the point is, I'm playing on my original Xbox, and then the Xbox 360 got the sequel. And I'm thinking, oh, this is a new version. This thing's going to be great. I put it in the Xbox 360, and literally, just it's the, the same game engine. Same graphics, just new missions. And I'm not saying that that was disappointing. I just was remembering that. Disappointing game would have to be Roger Rabbit, though. You guys ever play Roger Rabbit for Nintendo? No. Oh, it is awful. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is so bad. It is just like you're driving around. The controls all suck. You have no idea where you're supposed to go. All the clues make no sense. At one point... You have to call a 900 number to get further in the game. And I never got to that point. I'm glad. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. yeah, you had to call. If you call the number now, I think it's a porn line. But <laughs> imagine you buy a game. You spent 60, $50, $60 on this game. You take it home. You get to a certain point, and you're like, oh, to continue on, you need to spend another $3. Oh, that must have been EA. <laughs> I think it actually was. <laughs> actually, it was LJN, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, like, you could go further on, like, if you knew what the phone call would have told you, and the magazines printed it. Um, so, like, if you had, like, the latest episode, like the latest issue of Game Informer or Nintendo Power, it would be in that magazine, the code that you needed to move on with the game, but the game was telling you, if you, don't, if you want to know the code, just call this number. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, that's so... I'm like, well, what else are you supposed to sit there all day and guess it? Oh, yeah, I'm sure people did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Roger Rabbit, thinking of the movie. Uh... <laughs> yeah, two of these licensed games, like, check this out. When I when I rented uh, uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, I, I kind, of, kind of knew it could kind of suck, but, yeah, it, it, it exceeds your expectations, you know? Are you know about the one that came out for PC? I, I was playing it on PlayStation. Because I played it on the PC, and I actually, I actually liked it. It was kind of like uh, the best way I can compare it would be to Lego Star Wars, but not with Legos. There you go. That's my explanation of how I thought the game was, and I actually enjoyed it because I also loved Lego Star Wars. I thought Lego Star Wars. Was oh cool. yeah. Yeah, but maybe the uh, PlayStation version was the only one where you like fall through the ground regularly. Because it's that buggy. Yeah, there's. Oh, the thing is, like, it might have been a different game altogether. Because that happens a lot. Oh yeah, that's right. 
that was back in the day where you would have the same title on technically three or four different games because each console got a different publisher, or a different, uh, yeah, not a different publisher, but a different company making the game, but all published by the same people. So you would think it'd all be the same game, and they're not. I've seen that a bunch of times throughout. Oh, yeah. Through gaming. And it sucks sometimes. It especially sucks when it's an arcade game, and then they translate it, and each translation has something else that really sucks about it. <laughs> Like, oh, the graphics are bad and the sound's horrible, but the control's good. And the other one's like, oh, the control sucks, but the graphics are not too bad. Mike, where'd you go? I'm here. No, oh. I'm actually going to go back. I'm going to go back to the previous topic for okay. a second. Sure. Because there's, there's ones that I actually want to get out, especially this one, because you're actually going to be shocked when you hear what this is. Ooh, um, okay. Uh, actually, that's to Ben mostly. You're going to be shocked. Have any of you played um, the Super NES version, and this may do it in arcade and the uh, Genesis, I don't know, of Mortal Kombat 3? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't think so. This is This game goes from 1 to 11 like you wouldn't believe and back again. So what this game does is you get in the first fight, and you could put the, grab the difficulty up as high as you want. It doesn't matter. You will get double flawlessness. It, the, the character doesn't even, like, do anything. You're like, oh, man, this game is so easy. Then you get to the second fight, and all this the computer was doing was learning how you played the whole time. So, like, then all of a sudden, you, don't, you can't even get a move off. It just it counters everything you do. And beat you within seconds, and you get double flawless, dude. I'm dude, every Mortal Kombat game is like that. By the time you get to like the third fight, usually for me is when I start seeing this, like. No, this was literally the second fight all the time, and then what happens is you continue, and it's like the computer's memory gets wiped out. So now you're on the second fight, and the guy doesn't do anything. He just maybe jumps up and down and walks back and forward, and you beat him. And then the computer studies you again, so you get to third fight, same thing happens. You just keep doing that. You're like, well, I guess the only way to beat this game is just to keep continuing every single fight and beat them when they're stupid. Hmm. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 3, you knew that there was something wrong with Mortal Kombat 3 because they had to come out with Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 to fix all the problems with it. Well, Mortal Kombat 3 ruined a lot of, of fighting with the fact that Mortal Kombat 3 added the run option yeah it's like they keep trying to reinvent the wheel it's like no dude just come up with like maybe one or like one or two maybe three new characters do some new backgrounds and change the music up Mm. that's all you have to do you don't have to re you're you're not reinventing the fighting game every time Mm. you know and i think they 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 try to introduce in like different ways of doing fatalities and like they did have some good stuff like if you're in the subway one of the fatalities is you could punch the guy so he gets ran over by a train i would love like environmental kills like that they're always oh cool. yeah yeah that was like, the cool thing about the game internal champions internal champions had really good fatalities they didn't call them that i forget what they called them but the fact is that the game itself was just awful mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah a lot of fighters are like that they're just they're just awful yeah, like Sega tried, it's like Sega tried, and then Sega re-released it as an updated version for the Sega CD, and it was a little bit better, but it still sucked. Mm. They just couldn't, you know. Some stuff you're not supposed to do. You guys just keep sticking with your Sonic the Hedgehog and your 
<laughs> Another couple that I wanted, I got a couple others I want to mention. One was Ultima 3, um, which on NES was Ultima Exodus, and that's how I played it. And this game, it was literally you go out in the world, get into a fight, just like your standard role-playing game. You could see where the monsters were, though. You get in a fight, but the cleric and the wizard, they each had a spell that, you know, they're, they're like four types of monsters at this point. And two monsters would be instantly killed by a, a certain cleric spell that took no magic points. And then the other two types of monsters got killed by a certain magic or wizard spell that used no magic points. So it's super easy. You just go into battle, cast that, and kill everything. But then they drop a treasure chest. Now, you can't imagine that a game is going to go 1 to 11 off of a treasure chest. But what always happened is you'd open that treasure chest. It'd be like, you know, so-and-so, whoever opened it, got 47 gold. Okay, cool. And that says, you know, player one in party catches a cold. Player two in party catches a cold. Player three in party catches a cold. Player four in party catches a cold. And all four of them now have a cold. So then you have to walk all the way back to the castle to get healed, at which the cold, like, makes you blow through your food, which food's expensive. To find out, you just got 47 gold, but it costs 100 gold each to cure a cold. So you're like, well, this sucks. I got to go out and fight with my guys having a cold. You do another one of those battles. There's another treasure chest. You're like, well, what bad can happen? You open it up, get 23 gold, and it's like player one is poisoned. Player two is poisoned. Player three is poisoned. Player four is poisoned. And guess what? It costs 100 gold to cure poison as well, too. Ooh. Did any of them die of dysentery? <laughs> Dude, they they died. That was the Oregon Trail. I know. I'm like hearing this. I'm like, this sounds like the Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's actually the 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 only way to really get around that is to create more characters because each character starts with 100 gold and trade it to the the one person and then erase them and then create more and keep doing that. Cool. That's kind of clever, though. At least that's a clever exploit. Huh. Yeah, that's kind of the only way to do it. Um, the last one that I really wanted to mention, um, you guys probably have never played it or heard of it, except for maybe Barrett. And that's a game called Sweet Home. Sweet Home? Isn't that the one that was like uh, a forerunner to Resident Evil? Oh, I guess you have heard of it. Yeah. No, it's, I haven't. I have well, no idea. It's a it's an old Nintendo game. It's a, it's a RPG. Um... And it doesn't seem too hard, but you kind of have to, you get like, there's five characters and you can only form a party of three and the other two just kind of hang out or you could form a party of two and switch back and forth. Now, if you get a Jennifer Love Hewitt, can you have a party of five? <laughs> you beat me so, to it. I was about to say that. So anyway, there's a, if you, I think it's if you go down in the cellar, it's not all that hard, but if you go into the main room, all of a sudden there's like, there's places where there's like wood planks. And once you walk across a wood plank, if you're in a party with more than one person, it snaps. And the per and it's like, you know, this person is falling. Hurry. And no Oh, matter, they don't do a thing where like it goes up into your face like you're like you're goofy. What? You ever watch a goofy cartoon where he steps on the rake and the rake goes right and hits him right in the face? No, no, the plank just breaks on the person's foot. 
Oh, the plate doesn't like just boom. boom. Okay. No. And, and it keeps telling you this person is gonna is falling about to die. You could never get to that person in time with whomever has like the rope or whatever. You so know, you automatically lose a character. And and sometimes it's a character that has the rope that's that gets that the plank breaks under. So you're just screwed. You need to get that guy from that Bollywood movie. You ever see that scene from the Bollywood movie? Where the girl's falling off the balcony and the guy sees her from three rooms away and he's still able to get underneath her to catch her? Well, that's pretty standard stuff for like movies and. Yeah, I think like, there's probably a Korean drama where they do the same thing. Cause it looks like a that that just just to me seems like a Korean drama thing. <laughs> he's like falling, and they just go to her, and they show him, and he's going, he's getting around people, he's moving a cart out of the way, he's saving a puppy, he washes his car. <laughs> She's still falling very slowly this entire time. And he slides in, and he's on his knees sliding, and he catches her just in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 so ridiculous. It's funny. All right. Well, that's I had more, but that's all the ones I really wanted to get out. Okay, so you got either or. Either or. Didn't you say you had an either or segment? Oh yeah, I had the, this or that. Or this or that. Yeah, do you guys want to do that, or do you want to wait till next week for that? Oh, wait till next week, just so that we could all come up with things. Oh no, I thought you had—I thought you had stuff in mind, Mike. Oh no, I just—I just tossed out my list because I figure we're at fifty-four minutes, so yeah, you know. Oh, okay, I, got, I thought you like you had like you're going to tell us like okay, would you guys rather have this or this? okay? Oh no, okay. I'll just—I'll save the this or that for for next one because that's kind of more like a. Um, uh, kind of a to get in the the whole mood of of talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you can go with this. Or you can go with that. But you should go with this because this is where. It's... Mm. No one caught that reference. Okay. No, we all got it. All right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anybody got anything to end with? Uh, yes, actually, uh, I, I, I want to add something. All right. I Go want ahead. to add that that Matt is still on the call, and we're like at the end of it. Yes. Hey. Enjoy it. Well, Give you an invisible high five. Oh, uh, I wanted to talk about this. I listened to one of our episodes with headphones on while I was at work the other week, and I heard somebody's wife in the background asking about money on the card. That would be Matt. I don't care whose it is and what card it is or whatever. I'm just letting you know that that stuff, if you are wearing headphones and listening to this program, we it, it gets heard. I couldn't hear it while we were doing it, and I bet you if somebody's listening to it through a speaker, they can't hear it. But when it's right up in your ear, you hear it. Yeah. Just an FYI for everybody. Yeah. So that means like when my dog came in here like the other week or and I had to go and scoot her out of the room, they probably heard that too. And when you're drinking something, they hear that. It's... So I'm not sure saying that stop doing it. We're not a professional operation by any means. It's just to keep it in mind that that stuff does get hurt. That's all. If, that's that's so a if secret message the, for people who really want to listen really carefully. Yeah, so so if, if you live with a wife or girlfriend, make sure to lock them out of the house before we uh, start recording. Yeah. that's all. Yeah. There was, there was a podcast that I, I was watching, and the guy's wife came – it was on video – the guy's wife comes in and she could see her in the video, like checking to see because she knew like the guy he was talking to. So she was kind of just almost like just to see if it was really him. And 
she's just like you see her watching it and looking at a second he does not even acknowledge she's in the room and i'm looking at the comments and they're like how come you don't acknowledge that lois is right behind you because <laughs> everybody knows who his wife's name is because he talked he talked about it on the podcast he's like well, your wife is right there you don't introduce her <laughs> well that's like um do you see that the the one it blew up the video of the uh guy in south korea where uh yep his kids come in the wife's like dragging the kids away yeah yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i thought when you mentioned it yeah i love how the little girl comes in she's like totally happy like it's nothing yeah <laughs> all right guys i'm out okay. all right see you man yeah i'm gonna all take right. off too okay yeah. right, i think we're pretty guy. much done so i mean I don't think there's much more to add.